Hi, it's Chris Watkin, and today I'm joined by Charlie Lambdin, who is the boss man and founder of Best Agent. He is probably best known to people in the estate agency industry as the man who seems to be pro prophesizing the end of the world of the UK estate agency industry um, and the property market. He is regularly published in publications, mentioned even recently had his own article in The Times, where he said in the headline that people should hold off buying a house until 2024. Well, that's what the headline says. Uh, welcome today, Charlie. Um, Thank you. The question is, are you a maverick or are you much mismaligned and misunderstood, as, as the famous song in the 90s said? <laughs> I think it's possibly both. Okay. Um, that wasn't my headline. Very important to say I, I, that was not my headline and I didn't have any say over the headline. So um, it was quite a clever headline to get people to read the story. But if you actually read the whole story, everything in there helps more deals get done sooner. I, I don't disagree with you on that one. But it being, and again, I would like to look at this later on in the conversation because the purpose of today is the two reasons why UK state agencies earning less money and working harder which you know and we're gonna we're gonna look at that um if you actually look at what you're pu pushing out at the moment you are causing an awful lot of waves in the estate agency industry uh with i mean i even put out that i'm interviewing you and people were coming up with some very interesting comments is um you seem to be winding up most of uk estate agency with your market predictions and telling people not to buy houses I haven't once told people not to buy houses. Not once have I said that. Okay. Um, the possible exception of just after the mini budget meltdown, I said I would just hold fire for seven days. Okay. Just wait to see how this plays out. But that, that's the only time I said, just don't make any massive commitments until we see how this plays out. Other than that, my message has always been, buy now, just don't overpay. So why are people judging you as a doom monger on the UK estate agency property market? Because most, but not all, it's really important to say this, because my, my other big message to consumers is all agents are not the same. A lot of consumers make the mistake of thinking all agents are the same, which is why you've got the race to the bottom on fees. Okay? So when I, I hope to fix that, and I, I actually am making headway with that, and hopefully agents will start to go, oh, actually, he's helping. So everything I'm doing helps estate agents. They may not think so. They may not understand. Do, do you think estate agents are almost like the people in the Matrix, that they are they're so um, focused and built into the system, even though the system is not helping them? Um, yeah, that, that's, a perfectly, uh, that's a perfectly legitimate comparison. I think uh, the, the way I would describe it a bit more than that is, at the moment, it's a question of don't hate the players, hate the game. And they're playing a game whose rules are set in the interests of a small number of large, powerful companies. And, and there's no other game to play. And if you play the other game of being honest as an agent, then you're punished by not being given instructions. Who are these mystery players, these, these big? It's not people, it's policy. It's, it's the policies of large corporations. And it's really important. So there is nobody, there are no people who I am attacking or criticizing in anything I say. 
the it comes across that way, though. I know it does, but, but if you actually look back at what I say... Because you want people to take you seriously. I mean, I, if you don't mind me saying it, you're a 50-year-old man and you're wearing a cap and you look like a, a teenager. Yeah, and if anyone thinks that that, that changes the, context, the, 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 the substance of what I'm saying, then that's their problem, not mine. Okay. Right? So I could wear a frilly pink dress and a Mickey Mouse hat. It doesn't change the message. Okay. Okay? So I can't help people who judge books by the cover. Right? Read the book before you judge the book. Um, I, I'm wearing the hat so that everyone sees the name Best Agent on it. I think everyone does know the okay. part of Best And because, uh, uh, let me explain. So, I have had estate agents as clients for over 20 years. And in that time, I have conceived, designed, built, and released three CRM systems. Right? One in 2000, one in 2008, and one in 2017, which is Best Agent. It was back office, which is a part of Best Agent. And in the course of doing that, I have spent more time sitting in estate agents' offices, estate agents of all sizes, at the coalface with negotiators, with administrators, with valuation managers, with uh, property managers. Okay, because the second one I built was the first all-in-one sales, lettings, and property management system. Okay, and I did personally designed it. So, having spent twenty years sitting in agents' offices, in their back offices, with their property managers, with their negotiators, in sales meetings, in valuation managers' meetings, right? There's, there's very little I haven't seen. And I have more respect and admiration for what estate agents do than anybody who's never been an estate agent, okay? Now, that doesn't mean that I agree with all of their policies and approaches. And I think if you look at the overall stats in terms of fee income uh, and customer satisfaction, it's very difficult to disagree with the statement that for both agents and movers, it has got gradually worse and worse and worse in the 20-something years since the internet came along. Worse for, in terms of what? What metric? Um, a worse experience for consumers, so taking longer to move, Yes. more stressful, more uncertainty, uh, lower and lower standards of customer service, and for agents, more and more competition from more and more uh, very low quality agents who just go out with cheap fees, cheap fees, cheap fees, dragging the industry down, making it harder and harder for the good agents to get paid what they are worth and what they deserve. So I am here to make it easier for movers to find the good agents that are going to get them moved quicker um, at a better price and that those agents get paid more money because agents are not paid enough. Now, ask me why, who's, whose fault that is, uh, and we'll get into the real nitty-gritty of this conversation. So who is at fault? What is causing this? I said earlier on two reasons or things. What, who are or what are those, those things? Okay. So nobody, no individual is at fault, and there are no people at fault. The problem is policies and... Uh, a whole new business sector that's arisen since the internet came along that has become the biggest problem for both agents and movers. And it is this, it is the lead gen industry. Okay, now the lead gen industry is the enemy of good estate agency and good estate agents. And let me back that up. Before we dive in, what's the, what's the other one? 
Oh, sorry, corporate policies. So, so the policies of all the large corporations in the moving industry, whether they be large chain estate agents or whether they be large national property websites. Um, so, or, so basically, the, the policies and um, what about the, the what the technology that they use to yeah, yeah, implement absolutely. that? Which is the lead, which is basically lead gen. Go on then, tell me more. So, terrible tech. This industry has the worst technology of any comparable consumer vertical industry. It is, it is the laughing stock of the tech community. So we're we starting with the CRMs or the portals or both? No, it, it's, it's more widespread than that. It, it's corporate policy and lead gen. Those are the two enemies of good estate agency. Okay, let's talk about corporate policy then. Okay, so in one of your own posts, I saw you mention that 70% of area managers of corporate estate agents tell you that they hate their job, mm. even though they get paid really well. Yeah. Now, I wouldn't mind betting if you could get all those 70 people in a room that what they'd say is, I'm making my money doing what I'm told following corporate policy, but it's not how I'd like to work. You'd be vastly interested. The ones that rose to the top of divisional director hate their jobs even more. Oh, well, I'm not surprised, but this proves my point. There's nothing wrong with the people. It's the policies they are required to follow, which do not look after their staff and their customers. It looks after the corporation's profit margins, which is fine. That's, you know, that is capitalism. That's what corporations are required to do. If you work in a corporation, your primary responsibility is to the shareholders at the expense of customers and staff. Okay, so this is why I'm not criticizing the people, some of the best people I know work in corporates and corporate agencies and in other corporations, in corporate and lead, lead gen businesses, but it is the policies. And so corporate policies, number and one. what would you call a corporate estate agent? How many branches would you call a corporate? I mean, you've obviously got the big one, which is Connell Sequence. They've got seven or eight percent of the market. We've got LSL, we've got four or five percent. And then all okay. of a sudden so we, go down to spy, then we go to Spicer Heart and all the others, which are about one, one and a half. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter how many branches they've got. It, it, it's, it's the way they are run and managed. If they are Let's take, for example, um, Douglas and Gordon, when it was in its heyday, Ivor Dickinson running and managing, when it was a client of mine, right? Uh, they used the first CRM system I built, D D Douglas and Gordon took it on. And I got to know Ivor Dickinson very well. Now, even though, even if that company had 50 branches, which it didn't back then, it was 10 or 12 or something, 15, um, Ivor ran that as a family business. Every single employee in Douglas and Gordon knew Ivor Dickinson. They may not see him all the time, but they knew him and they felt his passion for the business and everybody acted directly with the influence of him as a leader. And so Douglas and Gordon was a success that it was. I mean, it was like, it was like Foxton's, but with compassion, oh. okay? So Foxton's with humanity, which Foxton did not have in those days when he was Because I think your old girlfriend used to work for Foxton, didn't she? A long, long time ago, yeah. And that's a fantastic, that's a fascinating story. Um, and I had this, I had a bizarre amount of exposure to Foxton's. I, I mean, front row on multiple different levels. I ended up hiring in the first, uh, the second, no, first and second CRM systems I built, I had the head of the ex-Foxons head of IT working for me. Uh, and he'd been involved with the Foxons IT, which was the only successful tech this industry has ever seen, actually, was the boss system that Foxons built. Um, so a corporation is one where policies are issued from the board, from a group of people who never meet face to face with the office staff. So this must have come about because in the 80s, everyone was buying up the state agency chains to sell mortgages and insurance policies. 
it's a culture thing. I mean, you get small companies aspiring to be like corporates and behaving like corporates, and, and you'll get just a bigger problem. There might be five branches, but if they're behaving like a corporate, they're going to have the same problems, which is stuff the customers, stuff the staff, do your job where you're fired, and I only care about targets. Right? Whereas you and I know that if you're a mover, what you want is that human being who, whether they're working in a large or small agency, says, I will take care of you and we'll get you through this. But you can have targets as well as scaring, can't you? Of course you can. Of course, I'm not saying targets in themselves are bad. I'm saying when targets are hit at the expense of customers. And, and you believe you are of the opinion that corporate estate agents, not the people, but the policies that have come from above. But you know these these estate agents only take, you know, even if you look at the top ten estate agents, we're probably only looking at about twenty percent of the market. The top fifteen or twenty. 30% of the market. Well, it's fascinating that you say that because on my laptop screen right here, I've got proof of this problem. The, so the second part of the problem is lead gen, okay? Have we finished on the, on the corporate side? Of, of I could talk about it for hours, but I think it's enough. I think we'll come back to it. We'll circle back around to it, okay? Because well, it, no, I'd, it, like, it I'd like to nail that off. I'd like to nail okay. that before we move on and okay. talk about lead gen. So you've got that there have been individuals who've gone to the newspaper saying, I was required to lie at my job. Right. I worked for an estate agency and I was, I was told I had to lie for a living, right? Because I was told that if you don't do this and get the targets, if you don't sell this, that and the other. So good people are made to do bad things by corporate policy. And what's that like signing people up for 26 week contracts? Uh, that's a separate point, actually. No, it's, it's more about the you know, just being well, it isn't, dis is it? disingenuous. Because okay. the other one's about lead generation, which is something completely different. Okay, so it's, give, it's, give me some poor practices. Deliberately practices, not okay, people. Okay, so, so I had first-hand knowledge of, um, I can say this, it was Foxton's, right? Because this is long, not in its current structure, this is when it was owned by John Hunt. And, and the, the instructions were, say whatever you have to say to get the instruction. Our policy and our strategy is list everything no matter what. We, and Peter Rolling stood up at a conference in Sydney in a room full of estate agency owners and said, we only sell one in four of the properties that we list, but that works for our business model. Well, I don't know any, I love Peter Rawlings, I think he's a brilliant guy, and I think he's a very, very good estate agent. But there was an example of a man carrying out the policy from his boss, which is, I don't care, this is, this is, this is how we're doing it. And, and it worked for Foxton's, and it worked for one in four of Foxton's customers. And it worked for the Fox and Staff. It made a lot of money if they, didn't, if they didn't mind. But I know I've got personal friends of mine who worked there for a while and left, not because they weren't making great money, because they just felt uncomfortable with the way they were expected to behave. Now, that, that's the 90s. It's not now. So, okay. You know, um, okay, let's come up to date. What about the corporate estate agents that pay their necks and valuers to reduce their houses? What do you mean reduce their houses? Well, the, this uh, normal estate agencies that, that they pay their necks and valuers on exchange Whilst there is one large corporate estate agency chain who pays on listing, mm -hmm. so you get paid a bonus on listing, and then they get paid a bonus on price reduction. Oh, right. Okay. Well, I mean, <laughs> you're making my point for me, right? Motivating staff just to get the listing, how's that in the interest of the customer? Because the working relationship between a vendor and their agent is the most important thing for the outcome. Do you think there's a lot of estate agents out there that think estate agency serves estate agents and not the customer? Is that what you're saying? If we have to distill it down? 
a state agent? I don't think you even think it serves a state agent. This is my point. And this is why maybe people are getting upset. It's like, this is a stupid strategy, right? Paying people for listings so that you take on listings and end up having to tie them into a 26-week contract because otherwise there's no chance of selling it at the price you've listed it at. Is it, 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 you know, from, from, if you get but an account... A, but, okay, I don't disagree with you, but then surely it is the responsibility of the other estate agents to highlight that to the, to the vendor and show them what good looks like. Well, they do. They try that all along. But the trouble is, is the good estate agents don't get called up by the vendor. Now, why is that, Chris? Well, tell me why. Because they're crap at marketing. That's not fair. It's true. That's not. It's true. They haven't got the budget. Don't need budget. I'm sorry, that's not true. You need a budget of time, Chris. True. Right. So well, don't, then, then, get, off, then get, off, get off watching fully cat videos. Time, what they should be spending with their time is spend their time delivering the service to their customers. And if they could do that... I don't disagree with that. Right. So they, they haven't got time to be marketing. You, then, then, then look at what you do in your day because everyone's got the same 24 hours in the day. Fine, okay. And then corporate estate agents, do estate agents in those offices do any marketing? Zero. No, it's, it's done by head office. Yeah. So, 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 so straight away, you've got this problem where there's a, there's an unfair advantage at the point in terms of listing because your your branch manager and your and you say this all the time branch managers who were great at listing go set up on their own and fall flat on their face. Yeah. Because they, they didn't realize that you had to be good you at have marketing. To market. yeah. yeah. But good estate agents can be crap at marketing. Like in the video that you watched of mine last night, I talked about that chap Richard Freeman from John Hollingsworth who said to me, Charlie. All I do is take care of my customers, look after my team, and know my patch. I don't know anything about marketing, don't know anything about technology. Well, but that, I've succeeded. That, that's in, that, that is marketing, because at the end of the day, he's, he is building okay. up trust, okay. which is, you know, but it's not an advert in the paper. No, no, no. He's building up trust, yeah. because he invested his time, yes. not in marketing, but in delivering uh, customer in, Not in marketing, in advertising. He didn't invest his time in advertising. He paid for ads in the local paper. That's that. Okay, That's but, there's time. A, but there's a difference between advertising and marketing. Yes, of, of course. All but advertising is, is marketing, but not all marketing is advertising. That's a whole other debate. We're digressing, Chris, because I'm saying that the reason that, that, you know, it's completely wrong, in my opinion, for you to say that's because they're crap at marketing. No, it's because they don't have a centralized marketing department. Have agree, you know, we because, have to agree to disagree. Well, no, 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 I can, I can, I can, I can elaborate. I have sat in the Savills marketing team offices. Uh, because when, back in the days when Savills was a client, we were doing brochures for them, had to get all of the, of the, of the, the, the corporate, what do you call it, yeah, brand guidelines into the brochures, that kind of stuff. I know how it works. And just because they have a centralized marketing department doesn't mean they're good at it. What they do is they do a blunderbuss lead gen strategy. And in fact, if you look at the ROI of what they spend, let's forget the fact that they get much, much cheaper rates which is already unfair on small agents. I agree. Okay. Yes, I, so I first of all, they have an unfair advantage because of the corporate rates. And secondly, if you are someone that just gets to spend all day doing valuations, you're going to be amazing at doing valuations. If you're someone that spends all day doing viewings, you're going to be amazing at viewings and getting offers, right? If you're someone that spends all day doing marketing, you're going to be great at it. You try and skip between those three things and your quality of output on all of them is going to get compromised and reduced. So this is, again, an unfair advantage that corporations have, because if you can focus on one thing, you're going to do it so much better. And if you are an owner-managed agency, well, before the internet came along, all you had to do was be a very good estate agent, and you got business for that. And, I, and some of the best Because it was a level playing field. Exactly. And some of the best estate agents I know, who've been around a long time, have said to me recently, 
Off the record, Charlie, it's too hard. We spend our lives fighting the effects of lead gen. We are not getting calls now that we should have got. Okay, let's move on therefore to lead gen. What, what this, this explosion of lead gen and the dependency that the corporates have it, because let's be honest, you know, they're not, they're not doing any personal branding, or, you know. Yeah. And let's be honest, personal branding is the way forward. Would you agree? Uh, yes. Okay, and you know, you've got to admit there are people out there, there's some people in Keller, there's some amazing people in, in EXP who, yeah. are, who are doing really, really well yeah. at that. Mm. They, you know, their market share, if you look at their national market share, EXP is quite impressive yeah. from, from such a small start. But I completely agree with that. I think EXP is doing amazing things but precisely because they're putting their individuals first by name. They're not but the corporates won't do that, will they? No. It doesn't work. Because it, then because it people can't control change, it. People change offices. And people leave customers and go, they go to other companies. So it doesn't work for a corporate brand. Okay, so you're saying that the policies, before we move on to lead generate, generation, the, the policies of the corporates, not the people within them, have been detrimental to the industry. Mm -hmm. Okay, the policies of elongated sole agency agreements being paid, being paid on on listing and not on on exchange, and their marketing departments having bigger clout, which allows them to market more. I mean, it's, it's if you look at the actual quality of marketing, it's it's, it's atrocious, utterly mediocre, and yet they're getting all the leads. And I know they're getting leads. I've got the data right here to prove it. Okay, so what, what do you call a lead? Are we talking about like a Valpal okay. lead or something? When Mr. Average, Mr. or Mrs. Average random home seller decides, right, I've got to pick three agents. Just bring up the first three agents that come into their head. And those will be the ones that they've seen the most around because of the... Boards breeds boards. No, it's not, not even boards. It's, it's, it's the just sold flyers the automated just sold flyers. It's the automated touting letters. It's the, all of those things that no one has time to do, but the big corporate, I've been involved in providing But, but, but independent agents can have that, outsource that to? They can, for a lot more money. And unfortunately, when you're small, the marketing is not as cost effective. And this is where the imbalance comes in, which not only lets down small, good agents, but also lets down movers, because this is the bottom line about lead gen. Lead gen results in people choosing agents for the wrong reasons. So you've said, number one is the corporate policies of the large corporate estate agents and their bad use of technology and the way that they incentivize their staff. But their staff are fantastic, it's the policies. Before we move on, and talk, I know you want to go into don't, the rabbit hole of lead gen. Why do you think the corporate estate agents are like that? Why are the bosses of this world? It's, it's all corporations. Any industry, it's the same. It's like you are just chewed up and spat out and you, you stay in for as long as you're productive and then when you're not productive, you're kicked out and it's just a machine. And you're chewed up and spat out with your staff, with your customers. That is, the, hey, and some people have a very, very good career in life out of that. This isn't a criticism as much as an observation. Okay, it, it, it is just the way it is. And what would your message be to the area managers and the corporate and the divisional directors of these firms? If you're feeling shit about yourself, it's hurting your mental health, you should change jobs. But they're probably on 80 grand a year. Is that worth it to feel bad about yourself? If you've got a big mortgage, it might be. Oh, sorry, nothing, no amount of money is worth not having peace of mind. Okay. Right. Who you are, what you do every day, when you come home after work every day, do you feel good 
In other words, did you help people or do you feel shit about yourself because actually you signed someone up, you know you're not going to sell the house. But you signed them up anyway. You don't That's feel good about yourself when you do that. Unless you're telling yourself the lie that, oh, well, you know, you pays your money, you takes a chance, it's therefore buyer beware, caveat emptor, all that, which is, you know, our friend Russell Quirk, who I've got on video saying to me when I asked him, what would you say to e-move customers that you charged 800 quid and didn't sell the house? And he said, well, they pays the money that takes a choice. In other words, he was okay taking money off people whose homes he didn't sell. Now, a lot of people... As long as they knew that up front, though. But they, this is but the point. The they made an assumption, bricks. as they do with all agents, which is why no sale, no fee is a blinding proposition for consumers. It's the best deal, right? Okay. Estate agency is not broken. Okay. No sale, no fee is a fundamentally good for the consumer deal. It's a fantastic deal. Agents will work for you for free for months and then get paid nothing if they don't sell your house. That's a good deal for consumers, right? Yes, but then it's created this monster that let's get listings on at any cost. Well, no. So, roughly speaking, what I'm seeing is that about one in three agents are required to have the long solidity contract. And about two in three of the smaller ones are like, no, I don't need that. I'm confident enough that you'll be happy with my service that you won't want to leave. Okay. But I think that it's fundamentally something that should make you feel shit about yourself when you trap a customer. So the only purpose of a sole agency contract, by the way, John Durrant thinks that sole agency should be banned. Okay. Someone that you and I both respect very much. He thinks sole agency contracts should be banned. And quite right, because if a customer doesn't want to be your customer anymore, all a sole agency contract does is say, tough shit. You're a customer, and even if we can't sell your house, we're going to keep your, your listing up on, on a board outside your house because it's free advertising for us, and you're listing on the portals because it gets us more. So we're still getting, we are getting benefit from your listing even if we don't sell so it. So you're saying sold agency only benefits the estate agent? A hundred percent. In what possible way, in what possible universe does sole agency benefit the vendor who wants to leave and can't? I can't answer that question. Yeah, because there isn't an answer. There's literally no upside to, to a vendor of signing a sole agency contract. Okay. Okay? I know I've watched a video of yours and you did make a valid point where you said the only additional cost, because it doesn't cost extra to go on the portals, is probably professional photographs. Yeah, and I think it's perfectly okay for, for an agent to say to a client, if you do change your mind you want to leave me, I'm just going to want you to cover the cost of that. That's fair. That's totally fair. Right? That, 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 I can't argue with that. If you choose to, to leave and get another agent, you're just going to have to pay me 150 quid or whatever it is to cover my out-of-pocket expenses. Is that all right? And most vendors, if you like, you'd go, yeah, that's totally fine. That's, that's, that's legitimate and reasonable, you know? But by creating the no sell, no fee back in the 80s, it's created this monster now. Should we go back to a disbursements model? Um, I think that's up to the individual. You see, this is the thing about property. It's, a million, it, it's, it's an industry of a million anecdotes. Every property is different, every seller is different, every agent is different, every deal is different. One of the things I learned dealing with some of the large chain agents I had as clients, people like Hamptons, Douglas and Gordon, you know, Savills, Knight Frank, is that they might have the same brand outside the door, but you walk into two neighboring offices, it's like two different worlds, different worlds, different people, different market, different world. Or two branch agency. I had a client where one of their branches, the one that the boss sat in, was ultra successful. They, they, they were number one by market share on the back of our CRM. He actually admitted that to me one day. He said, your software has forced us to work in a way that's made us number one. Okay, thank you very much for admitting that. Um, but in his other office, 
there was just no comparison and they and they struggled but then it comes down to the that comes back down to what you were saying earlier on it's about the people isn't it i've i see it all the time and everything that i'm doing is about people making a better choice of person so Okay, but when, you... wherever they work, including in corporate, it's like, you know, like I said, some of the best agents I know work in corporate. Okay. Uh, annoyingly, you're making sense. Well, there no, you are. that's good... why people are annoyed with me. No, well, I, you're, 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 you are your own worst enemy because you're basically the people you're trying to attract, you're putting off by your marketing. Who do you think I'm trying to attract? I think you're trying to attract two sets of people. One is buyers to you. Yeah. And the other one is, is a state agent to use your service, which we're going to come on and talk about at the okay. end. So I'm definitely seeking to attract buyers, uh, buyers yes. and movers, actually, movers. Okay. Um, am I trying to, to, to attract all the state agents? No. Okay. But you are winding up most of the state agency industry by doing it. Mm, possibly. I mean, we don't know what the numbers are. I know I'm winding up a lot of people, but I'm also not, there are a lot of agents I get private messages from going, you are doing fantastic work. Keep okay. going because you're okay. championing better estate agency. I don't disagree. I don't disagree with that. You know, uh, again, uh, doing my research for this, I put a series of videos on and um, my wife didn't say that much. But when she did say, she said, he seems to speak a lot of sense. I know I do. Because okay. I've done this for 20 years. It's like, why okay. wouldn't I? Uh, and, and my... But if you don't mind me saying, you're, all, you're most, your own worst enemy. Well, if you're talking about the agents that I'm annoying, it's because no one likes to be told that the way they've been doing their job for a long time is, isn't the best way. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'm not here to offend them. I'm not trying to offend them. And it's never comfortable hearing a challenge of, of a way of working that you've done your whole career. Okay. I'm okay with those guys. But, but you know, you're, you're pushing out, you know, you've, you're, you're pushing out messages to your first time buyers. And then you're, I mean, you, you, have you got a commercial relationship with your mortgage arrangers? I do know. Yeah. Okay. Do you admit that? Is that above board? Do you, do you of say? Of course it is. Okay. 100%. You, that you earn commission if you introduce them? Uh, I say that that's how it supports my channel. There goes yeah, it. Yeah, that's yeah. okay. And you're also mentioning that you're, pre or it is the perception that you're predicting 10, 20, 30% house price crashes. Irrelevant. But, but that's what people are, are, are tagging onto. Or... That, that, that's, again, that's their problem, not mine. I, I, I don't care about house prices. I only talk about. I mean, I don't consider myself a house price forecaster. In the moving industry. But, you put, but if you go to a YouTube to channel. This is what people are asking are... me for. And people ask my opinion. There's my opinion and this is why. I mean, when I put that video out in August 22 saying eight reasons UK house prices will collapse, it was because I couldn't believe that no one in the industry could see that coming. I was like, guys, I'm not using... Have... use the word collapse. Yes. Yes. Because, you know... Same reason you use clickbait words on your videos. <laughs> okay, but then... But then <laughs> I do think it's only clickbait if what you, what you say in the video isn't isn't you know whatever's yeah. said on yeah. the title is it follows through with what's mm -hmm. said i do think they're gonna collapse i mean what what authority gives what authority or or do you do you have or what background do you have to predict these things um i have no authority any more than anyone else what background do i have i've got my time in the city okay. so i was a qualified investment advisor and securities and futures authority and in, in futures and options i passed my exams when i was very young actually so i have this weird intense period of my life when I got to understand how global markets work. Okay. At the coalface. I was trading government bonds, foreign exchange, commodities, the lot, right? Futures and options. And it was fascinating. My God, I couldn't have stayed done that as a career. Um, and little did I know how, much, how well that would set me up for understanding what I was saying now. Um, 
the other stuff that I know is having designed, built, and put out there three different CRM systems, which involved giving estate agents on-demand reports of your instructed to sold, your viewing to offer ratio, numbers of viewings per deal, all that kind of stuff. I have, of 20 years of looking at that data at a micro level, developed a real understanding of the timeframes involved, the effects of the time lag, the difference between pre-listing valuation, asking price, agreed price, actual price, all of these dynamics that affect it, right? And it's just something I've absorbed over time. So I'm not, an, I don't have any authority to do it, but what I do have is, a, is an unusual cross-section of different backgrounds that give me a totally impartial and objective view. Now, the one thing about estate agents I'd say is that most of them aren't objective and dispassionate about what house prices would do, and that's a mistake. Because what, what, what sellers want you to be is, please just be honest with me. But the whole industry is hooked on the cocaine of, hi, we're gonna get you more, we're gonna get you more, prices are going up, we're gonna get you more, because that's how they win listings. But the really good agents don't rely on that. They're like, you need to move, right? I'll get you moved. Just, price difference, Ian McKenzie said it very sensibly, it doesn't matter what prices are doing, uh, if you're selling to buy, it's just the differential that matters. Mm -hmm. I, can't, I cannot disagree with you on that. Yeah. Right, let's move on and talk about, you said the first, one of the, the big reason was the corporate policies mm -hmm. of, of the uh, large corporate estate agents and their reliance on prop tech. The second one is the lead generation, which again includes a bit of prop tech. Mm. Where, where, let's, let's dive in on that one. Okay. What's the issue there then? It's really important that I make this point, right? So if you pick any one individual lead gen product on its own, it, it gives its user a competitive advantage over their competitors, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's called marketing. Yeah, it's, it's marketing. Um, the problem is, is in an industry where if lead gen didn't exist, as it didn't before the internet, everyone still gets the same amount of business. So lead gen, when you look at it on, on, uh, from a, a bird's eye view, collectively adds zero value to the industry. When you say zero value, are we talking about adding more properties coming on the market than if it wasn't there? I'm saying the number of people that move yeah. is, is not yeah. changed. Okay. Yeah, right? we're, so yeah, it's just mean the, the you're cake. getting, but okay, but you're getting a larger slice of the yeah. cake by your actions. Yeah. So, so from an individual agent point of view, yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, uh, this is this is the point. I mean, there's nothing. Yeah, from an individual agent's point of view and from a corporate's point of view, of course you're going to engage in generating leads to to to, to grow your business. That's normal. The trouble is that it has grown so much and the more lead gen there is, the less effective it becomes. And the more time people have to spend generating leads. When, when, so there's all this extra effort, energy and time and money being spent on generating leads, which doesn't actually increase the total number of leads. But that's, as an estate agent, I don't care. All I want is a bigger size of the pie. Yeah. So the way- but, but I can, but, you said to me that estate agencies are about caring mm -hmm. and ensuring that you look after your client yeah. and move them to the next home. You can still have good lead generation and care. At an individual agent level, yes, of course. And some of the best agents I know use lead gen, but, and this is the point, they use it reluctantly. They hate having to use it. They only use it because they say that, you know, there was a time when 
my reputation was all I needed and I got all my business off it. But there are still estate agents out there. I mean, I can remember a story that you, that you said on the video of an estate agent in London, in Richmond, who basically just received calls from people um, who just said, my friend has told me to put the house on the market. Yeah. There are still people out there that are doing that. Yes, but the ones who are doing that are now saying that those days have gone compared to what it used to be like when, well, when, when, when literally you, they, had, they had more, they were turning customers away. They were able to say 2% over the phone because they were so busy that if they didn't want it, it's like, fine, go, go to a cheaper agent. Okay. That's not the case today. The good agents are not getting the calls that they should based on the quality of their service because too many people are ringing up, they're being sucked into lead gen funnels one way or another for the wrong reasons. Because the one thing that marketing cannot do and never has done in a state agency is actually tell local movers which agent they're going to get better service from. How do you judge good customer service? Well, you can only judge that on a customer-by-customer customer basis. Okay. Um, but, you know, I mean, one of my clients, which, and this is, dovetails into the better use of tech, was they were mortgage brokers who set up an estate agency. They came up to look for a CRM system. I ended up signing them up. This is 12 years ago. Um, and they said, Charlie, we've never been agents, so we're really happy to just, you know, any experience you've got, you can share with us, guide us. Four years later, they won the Estas Grand Prix Best Estate Agent in the country. And they, they invited me to their celebration because they said, it's your system, it's your CRM system that's done that. Now my CRM systems that I build do not get involved in generating leads. They get involved in supporting good agents to, to be able to give better service to more people. Okay, so to answer your question, what's the yeah. definition of good service? Well, a Grand Prix Estas Award, where the customers are voting and up against corporates and agents. Okay, now that's the outcome. What does good customer service look like? Um, Doing what you say you're gonna do? A good, a good customer, okay, well, so number one, calling people back. That is the simple and most effective thing that most agents don't do enough of because they're so worried about lead gen and, and getting themselves out on social media, but they're not calling customers back. You, this, the, the whole industry is tone deaf to this, right? The consumer, if they could all get together and have one voice, they'd say, could you just call me back and tell me what's going on? What's their number one complaint with the whole industry? What, properties on the market, sale agreed, or just everything? Everything. Everything. I, I put an offer in, I haven't heard back. But you, I've had a view, I'm, I'm the vendor, I've had a viewing, no one's run back to say what they said. Like, the whole, and it's incredible how when the consumer is basically screaming, going, why will no one call me back? The whole industry's got their back to those consumers going, where, where can we get more leads? Where can we get more leads? When getting more leads would happen if they just turned around to the customers and spoke to their customers, and I know this, because one of my friends who at Foxton's who said to me, the only reason I get more instructions than anyone else, because the customers tell me this so I know, is because they tell me I'm the only one that calls them back. So after three valuations has been done, right, his golden rule at the end of every day, he was out on the all day long doing vows, right? He'd come back at the day and he'd have a list of phone calls to return. And he would never go home until he'd return every single one. Even if it was just to leave a message to say, sorry I missed a call earlier, just calling you back, Hope to catch you tomorrow. Every single customer, potential client that called him, got a call back same day. And he said to me, he said, I'm not a better agent than anyone else in Notting Hill. That's how I won. It is that simple. It's, you know, agents overthink it. All that movers want is to know what's going on. Okay. Is there anything else you want to talk about on good... I can't disagree with you on that one. Anything else you want to talk about on good customer service before we come back to the issue of lead gen? I think... The only other thing I'd add on good customer service is 
don't take a listing on if you don't think you can sell it at the price the customer's expecting. So what that means is, if that customer's price expectation is too high, tell them that. And so I'm sorry, I can't take your property on that price because I can't sell it for you at that price. I'm not gonna tell you that I can just to get your instruction. But if, you, if you'd be prepared to let me do my job, which is to get the best price for your property, give me a call. Do you think a lot of it is to do with the fact that an awful lot of estate agents of a particular personality type using, I'm a huge fan of the disc profiling system, but there are others out there. They tend to be outward going as opposed to reserved and they tend to be people people as opposed to process people. And those tend people tend that they have certain skill sets. They're, one of their big skill sets is that they're people people can use their persuasive techniques to, to, to get people to do things, which is get the listing. The downside to that personality type is that their biggest fear is rejection. And estate agents hate, you know, listings. You know, you can put 10 houses on the market, you lose number 11, and it feels like your heart has been ripped from your, from your mm -hmm. chest. And, and it's end of the world. If only but they if felt you, like that about not selling a customer's house. But that's why valuers are not very good at picking the phone up to their vendors to do a uh, vendor check, uh, you know, because they're not very good at admitting their fault. I don't think you can generalise on personality type, Chris, because I know gregarious, outgoing agents who take every customer's situation personally, and I know really quiet, introverted agents who are exactly the same. So I think it's more to do with attitude and training than personality type. So, you know, I, I, okay, I don't disagree with you that training and attitude are important, but I do think there's an awful lot, of, there's a, a large, a, lar a majority of estate agents whose personality type hates rejection. And any estate agent, you know, if you go and look at the American or the Australian mm -hmm. estate agents, their personality type tends to be slightly different. But just, it's just an experience. Eventually, everyone matures out of that. Eventually, we all stop worrying about rejection, don't we? Yeah, but you've got to get to your 50s before. I mean, no, 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 that's not true. Uh, I can remember one of the best guys at Foxons in Nottingham Nights, I mean, who's this guy, he used to have his feet up on the desk like this, reading the paper all day. He did more deals than the rest of the office put together. And, and, and you know, if, if a vendor didn't want to work with him, or, he was like, that's all right. Yes, he didn't but, care. But, we, but he could have been a different personality type. He went on to be the managing director of Chard and then became part of, you know, he was, he was a quiet, calm, he got people's trust, and he wasn't afraid yes, of rejection. But, but, but he was not the normal type of estate agent, and therefore stood out like a sore thumb in a good way, and, and progressed his career and his, and his wages. He traded on FOMO. Every client was afraid that they'd miss out if they didn't use him. It was amazing. I mean, it was masterful to see okay, that. Okay, let's come back, lead generation, because you said this is your right. two huge pillars, the yeah. policies mm -hmm. of the corporates and the CRMs, yeah. Are the CRM, actually, we didn't mention the CRMs. Do you think the CRMs are at fault? Well, the CRMs are just shit, all of them. Okay. And I can, I can explain that. I'm very happy to elaborate Let's on just that. quickly go into down to that. Under Countrywide died because of its CRM system. Nothing wrong with the people at Countrywide, right? The agents in the offices, good people doing a difficult job as well as they You could. rolled the clock back to 2008, and they were, they, people were afraid of, of Countrywide. And then they, they yeah. whimpered out. Yeah. And I, I can assure you that there were many failures, mostly at the senior you know, decision-making level and putting people in who didn't have that agency and all those things made it worse. But from the early 2010s, which is when I was taking, and I had a personal experience of going to meet the IT guys at Countrywide. And I remember walking out of the meeting just going, they just won't survive with that. They just don't get technology. Do you, do you think 
and I've had this chat with Matt Goddard, who's ex-Repit, and I said, do you think IT departments of estate agents are the silent killers of estate agency? And he said, yes. Absolutely. Is that the same Matt Goddard that was at Vibra before? Don't know. Must be. Yeah. Well, so... You know, yes, but he was on the... Oh, anyway, that's side the point. Yeah, side the point. So, so CRMs... This is how shit CRMs are, the, the biggest CRM systems in this industry. As a 26-year-old with zero experience in either a state agency or technology, okay. I designed and built, I'm not, I'm not a coder myself, but literally stood every day with the coders building it, the first web-based CRM system. Well, first which was called? Hmm? Which was called? Web Daddy. Okay, right? where's that now? It's... Uh, I'm, let me tell you about the product first, and if you want the story, I can give it to you, right? The first client of that was a countrywide brand, Farron Sataria. Dexter's took it, Douglas and Gordon took it. 26 years old, with no experience in tech or estate agency. And I built a system that took, I mean, I could tell you the whole story about what it did to Dexter's. Dexter's had five branches at that point, okay? It was when Dexter's started to take off. And that's how low the bar was. And we were about to start signing up other countrywide brands until the worst experience of nepotism I've ever seen got us, well, we'd signed with a countrywide brand and then we were kicked out because someone said, no, someone knows someone at Repit and it's all going to Repit. And I had people, I mean, this is nothing against the people at Repit, right? But Repit as a product is built on something called Visual Fox Pro that was designed in the 80s. And it is, it is the biggest reason. For, I mean, it's, I, I could go, truly, Repit is one of the reasons, one of the biggest reasons that Countrywide failed. And I know this because I've had people from other companies, people in digital marketing agencies, pe people who've been suppliers to Countrywide, who've talked to me and just gone, shocking. I mean, in 2018, a consultant to Countrywide, at board level, came to me and said, and these are the exact words he said, they are fucked, fucked, totally fucked because of their tech. And no one has ever questioned the actual efficacy of Repit as a product. No one's ever questioned it. You know, and this is a failure of leaders in this industry. Now, I promise you I'm not criticizing the people at Repit. I have nothing against the people at Repit, right? But the product itself was shocking. Now, when I built that product, Web Daddy, right? The, 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 the brand owners at Countrywide that were clients, we are mutual clients, said, could you please make the systems talk to each other? And Repit said to us, we just can't. Sorry, ours is a server base and it's just never going to do that. And I can do they've opened it up with uh, foundations, but that's, that's... No, no, no. So recently, I, I'm not commenting on it recently, right? I'm talking about the okay. Repit of the early 2000s and 2010s. I, I don't have current... I mean, I've got something a bit more recent, but that's, that's again, it's like... Okay. So, so that's the CRM topic, okay? And, and, and the only good CRM system, as in one of worthy of note that actually made a difference to people's businesses was the boss system that Foxen's built. And why did they build it? Because all the products on offer were so crap. And the boss system is what turbocharged Foxen's growth throughout the early 2010s. And when I built my second CRM system in 2008, I had people from Foxen's going, that is like boss, but even better. And I built a and system- And what was the second one called? It was called Easy Match. And that's now being um, effectively um, migrated into best age of back office. Right, so. So, so why isn't everyone on easy match at the moment? Well, that, Chris, is the best question you've ever asked me.
Because I've not heard of it. Well, I've heard so, of it. So I've had ex-salespeople from ZPG tell me that there were sales meetings in the CRM team at ZPG saying, just target easy match clients. That product's too good. We can't get people. You've got to get people off it. Don't let people sign up to that. Now, it doesn't matter. What I did was I gave up banging my head against a brick wall. That product catapulted every customer that used it. And when I showed people that, when I used to go around and demo it myself as a salesperson, agents would just be like, they couldn't believe what it could do. Okay. And what it did, it wasn't, it didn't, there were no gimmicks. Okay. But you didn't answer the question. Where is it? Why, why isn't it up there with, why isn't everyone talking about Easy Match? Um, up until, I know you started okay, best agent. I have always been shit at marketing. Yeah, you're okay. your own worst enemy. So, well, not really. I was very good at sales. So, you know, we were taking more customers off Viva. Easy Match was the fastest growing product. Oliver Gleave said to me, he said, I was really worried that Easy Match was going to kill Gpix when, when, when he started Gpix. Okay. Because Easy Match was a better product than Gpix. But no one seems to talk, everyone seems no, to be talking talk about, about life cycle and streets. And, and, and you're right, it's probably because they don't like me. But, but my Easy Match customers, you know, they, they were just happy that it was turbocharging their business. I mean, it took some of the customers who sign up with three branches and have eight, nine, ten branches three, four years later. One customer said to me, using Easy Match was like tripling the productivity of my entire team. So it doesn't okay. matter because I'm not pushing that. Okay, but you're pushing best agent and we're going to come on to that in a bit. But if you say, by the sounds of it, you're a great ideas man who's built CRMs that have been craply marketed. Mm -hmm. Isn't best, and again, hold this thought, isn't best agent that? Uh, no, because I haven't, uh, no. And you're not doing not. yourself any favours by the stuff we talked about earlier, which is winding up half the industry, although we've, we've touched no, no, on that. Okay, so, so let, let me explain my point on that. I, I have always known that the strategy I'm adopting now is going to upset a lot of people in agency. But I've always known that those people, oh, sorry, not those people, the attitude of those people is the problem. So I don't need all estate agents to use best agent. I only need 15% of estate agents to use best agent, and I've won. I've comp I, 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 that's the tipping point at which, at which point... Well, they've won, not you. Best agent wins. Best ag uh, so you could say at that point, but that's the point at which best agent succeeds. Yes. At becoming established. Okay? So... And that's, that's roughly 3,000 branches, and I'm at roughly 500, okay? And, you know, it, it's, we're getting single-digit new branches a day open there, just out of curiosity, because it, it's free, there's no contract, there's no subscription to, to open up your office account and, and consider the leads. Okay, let's, we'll come on to best agent. We'll come on to best agent at the end of the conversation. Let's bring it back. Why is lead generation, which is a perfectly legitimate mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, action, yeah ruining a state agency because you said it's not adding anything else to the party in terms of more people mm -hmm. which is fair it just means that more agents are getting more more of the leads yeah Nothing wrong with that no. well mathematically that's not possible so let's just no, say sorry <laughs> if, it, if there's a if there's a, a million people moving say yeah okay if there was no lead generation it's it a tug of war it's just it's a yeah. tug of war where yes. the lead gen businesses win and the agents don't collectively they don't everyone has to have more lead gen because if you don't the ones that do have it are getting more leads Okay, so then more, so more take it, and then it comes back. So which, which what, what is all lead generation bad? The no, the, Those are different the combined levels. effects of all lead generation are 
overall. Every, but every firm out there goes and get, tries and gets a greater share of the pie. Yes. And what I'm hoping to do with Best Agent is to make that no longer an unavoidable must. So, you, so in other words, you're still going to get more, more, more of the pie, but just because you're a really good agent, not because of the lead gen you're using. But the, the best agent, the, let's be honest, in a nutshell, the best, the best agent platform, if you had to distill it down into one sentence, is someone logs on to best agent, says, I'm a, this is me and this is who my thing is, and then the agents then get a chance to do a mini video or a sales pitch for the person to decide which is the best one to call out. That's it in a nutshell. If in one sentence. That's one of the eight it, things that it does. But in a nutshell. No, no, no. That, sorry. That is only what It's a very important part. And it's one of the parts that's going to start to make the biggest difference, but that is literally one eighth of what Best Agent does. Okay, let's let, let's 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 come on to Best Agent and what it offers agents at the end. Yeah. Come back to lead generation. Okay. Start putting some meat on the bones, right. please. Okay. So let's start with Rightmove. Yes. How has Rightmove changed estate agency? Sorry, a rhetorical question. Allow me to just, just to keep the, the conversation going. It hasn't changed the state agency. From what? From what it was before. You still need to ring up an agent to invite them for evaluation. You still need to get offers and viewing. Oh, viewing hold on, and a, hold on a second. Surely the purpose of right move is to put the properties in front of the punters, just like the newspaper was. Not to get lead, not to get valuation. Yeah, so, so what's changed? It's putting properties in front of punters like newspapers. That's it. It's like a newspaper, so it's changed nothing. It's just an electronic newspaper. It's done nothing. It's changed so nothing. should estate agents rely on Rightmove to get them uh, valuation leads? Wait, wait, that's, that's a digression. Rightmove hasn't changed anything except to siphon £250 million a year out of the industry, adding nothing back. No, there's nothing wrong with Rightmove. Well, I mean... There's nothing um, wrong with it. But, but you know, in the, my the, opinion, one third of the listings on there are red herrings at best. Okay, but then and, the and state agents could put the red herrings in the paper. What? A classic three-bedroom semi, just to wrap yeah, they people didn't, out. Because the more advertising space you had, the more it cost you. And right with uh, it doesn't. Uh, well, you no, pay I, a subscription, and you can put okay. as many properties as you like. No, but you took a page. Fine, took, oh, in which you could have a fixed number of properties. Yes. Okay, but, but again, you couldn't take out another page to unless, unless it worked for you to, to list stuff that wasn't for sale. Okay. Spit if you hands, had, but go on. Okay, so. Rightmove hasn't changed anything, right? It, it, in terms of its buying side. No, no, okay, so look how the internet's changed every other industry. Every other industry without exception has been radically changed by the internet. There are no exceptions except a state agency, okay? So Rightmove is, it may have slightly altered, the, it, it's created more work for estate agents, it's created more cost for estate agents. It doesn't get them any more business than they got before. The issue I have with the portals is, is that because the estate agents are paying for it, they see the portal as not as a way to advertise the property, it is as a way to get them more listings. Do we agree on that? A hundred percent. And that is exactly And right. I have an issue also with Rightmove doing valuation leads to the five estate agents that are prepared. But then I also have the same issue that, that when those estate agents do take those leads, when the valuer picks the phone up and the person's not ready to put the house on the market for six months, they leave it like the fish, at the, the hot, the fish out on the hot quayside in Spain and don't nurture them because their nurturing skills are, are, are non-existent. But then you could, you're going to turn around. I know I'm going to put words in your mouth now and say that all they, all they want is the new stuff coming in and not nurturing the stuff and tickling them. 
well, nurturing and the expensive, time-consuming process of doing the nurturing won't become as necessary if there's less lead gen. Okay. All that nurturing is, is it's trying to be at the front of the queue of agents talking to that customer. Trying to be in the Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with it, but it's, it's not time or cost effective. You know, compared to what? Compared to waiting for clients, to, to renders to ring you because they've heard that you're a really good customer service agent and that's why they call you. And they call you when the vendor is ready. So, but surely, but surely using the power of social media and one of these to be in front of people, there's nothing wrong with nurturing. People don't want it. It's a pain in the arse. Hold on a second. There's different types of nurturing. Okay. If, if I'm picking the phone up to you or pushing stuff down your note saying, buy from me, 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 that's not nurture, is it? But if I keep turning up with useful information, like... In your case, you're, you're, you say your stuff is useful to buyers, which is what's happening in the property market. That's nurturing. And if estate agents turn up and instead of trying to sell to us, which is, I agree, the vast majority of estate agents' social media is sell, 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 sell. Instead of, what, what if you were like some of these estate agents who turned up and helped or guided or supported and gave them information that the buyer wants, which is what's happening in my community, uh, what's, mm -hmm. you know, everyone's obsessed about the value of their own home, so why don't you talk about the property market? Why don't you talk about the local shop that's opening up? That, that's mm -hmm. still nurturing. Okay, okay. Isn't it? Has. It is, but my point is this. this no, but is... the intent, the intent is not to go and get business, the intent is to go and help people. Okay, the best estate agents don't need to nurture anybody. Okay, like your mate in, in Richmond, but they have to start somewhere. And if they start offering great customer service today, they might go out of business. There's something wrong with nurturing. No, but it, it's, it's, wouldn't it be nice if you're a really good agent and what you love doing is getting to know your client and getting them moved on to the next part of their life. And that's all you do. Right. No one wants to nurture, Chris. I have to agree to disagree on that one. Nobody wants to nurture. It's what, like to, the person that they wants to be nurtured. No, no, no. I'm saying that no one, the agents. Why the hell are you sat here? What the hell do I spend all this money interviewing local, uh, interviewing people from these state agents? Sorry, industry? I'm not talking about. I'm talking about between agents and movers. Same, same agents business don't want relationship. To be nurturing which is why they buy technology to do it for them, like life cycle, right? Because if they love doing it, they wouldn't use tech to do it. They, do it sort of, they, they go, oh, I love nurturing people. No, what they love doing is they love getting their customers over the line because that's how they earn their money and they get the satisfaction. So are they just customers. too obsessed with earning money and not with regard to the process of helping people move? Well, I don't think those two things aren't different. No, helping but, people move is how but, they But you said about earlier on, with regard to how the corporate estate agents work, is it's all about the numbers and the deals. That's corporate agents. Yes, but you also said some independent agents think and act that way. Yeah, so there are some independent agents with a corporate mindset, which is not good. Okay. I've seen those guys, like five branches, who think that they're mini Foxtons. You know? I, I've, I've seen those too. But my, my point is this. Two things. If you talk to a room full of movers and say, hands up, who wants to be nurtured? Not a single person will put their hand up. No, right? no, 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 no. Hear, hear, hear me out on this, right? Movers 
are the customers of the estate agency industry, and yet the estate agents never listen to what the customers collectively are saying. For example, could you please call me back, rather than just nurturing new people, why don't you call your existing customers, right, number one. Number two, could you please not nurture me? When I want to talk to you, I'll talk to you. So, you know, it's, it's, it, this whole, this is the, the, the booming problem, which is the whole prospect was, you know, engaging them earlier in the process. Ben is like, you're engaging me even when I'm not moving. I get spammed through my letterbox every day. I get spam on my email. I get spam on my social okay. media feed. I'm surely not it depends. It, surely it depends on what is being, what, what is being delivered to the person. You, we, we use the word nurture. But if you're delivering useful, worthy, interesting stuff that is interesting to the recipient, mm -hmm. that's not going to do you any harm, is it? It's just that most it's of the state... costing you time. Yes, but that's just a, that's a life no, of choices. You, you, yeah, my point is, people should consider how they spend their time in business. So you're saying that a state agent should stop all marketing and just basically push everything into looking after their customers. No, I'm not making any recommendations for all estate agents. What are you recommending? What are you re okay, so are you saying that all estate agents should stop marketing? I'm saying, no, I'm not. I, I'm saying that lead gen and lead gen activities are the enemy of good estate agents for two reasons. Number one, good agents aren't being called by the number of customers that they should be called by. Then, I mean, they yeah. should, like, it, would be, it would be in the movers' interests to call the good agents rather than the, the farmers, the, the ones that are just doing huge numbers, right? But they don't call good agents. And number two... I wouldn't call them farmers, I'd say they're hunters. Okay, whatever you want to call them, right? Because they're out hunting. They're, so they're just basically... No one wants to be hunted. No, no, I don't I don't. What you want is to have a number, such a great reputation that people just call okay. you. Because it's a damn sight easy for them to come to you as opposed to you go to them. As opposed to... It's going back to the old days before the internet, before Legion okay. came along. But it's the difference between trying to sell something and people buy off you, isn't it? You're wanting people to buy estate agents as opposed to estate agents going out there to sell their services. It's a no, bit like the fancy cars. Like that. You know, look at... You, you've driven here in a Tesla. Tesla don't do advertising. Mm -hmm. You bought off them. They didn't sell it to you. Mm -hmm. But there's plenty of other car firms that try and sell you this mm -hmm. stuff. You want the same with a state agency. Um, that you so want no, buyers to I buy want, off them. I want the agents who deserve it to get more business at higher fees. That's all I want. Okay. That's all. That's literally the total sum. And your your solution to that. Your is solution to, to that. sidestep the entire legion industry for movers. So the movers who are just sick, the deafening roar every single day of all that they're being nurtured to death. And agents can't Nurture see that. to death with what? By every local agent. Why so what? With Describe emails. With the, 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 what, that say what? The, don't, the social media feed is just full of agents trying to nurture them. It, you know, put yourself in the shoes of a movie. Saying what? We just sold this property. Yeah, rubbish. So just sold uh, Yeah, crap. Uh, email. Um, we're, we've, got, we've got tenants looking. Are you thinking of letting your property? We've got Again, the intent is to try and get something. Yeah, right. rubbish. So, so uh, what about the agents like Luke like, Sinclair who gives? No, no, that, that's nice. I, I'm, but that's not what most nurturing is. I agree. You see? But what about the... You can't classify all nurturing as rubbish. Okay, if we agree that the word nurturing should be a nice experience for the recipient of it, which would you agree with that? It should be. Right. So which it, means the content that you nurture people with. I hate that word. I don't like the word nurture, but that's what it is. But, but, but it's, it, the whole concept of nurturing would be un, is unnecessary if you don't have lead gen. 
depends if there's a call to action or you want to measure it or something like that. I mean, me, per me personally, you sitting here is part of my nurturing process for what I sell. That's different. Yours B2B. Totally different. Totally don't different. Disagree with you. But fine. I mean, if you don't think B2B and B2C are completely different businesses, then, then we'll agree to differ on that. Okay. Right? Because B2B is you are you need to promote your service, which is a fairly unique service, to, to businesses who buy it as a business service. Yes. A consumer, but I never talk about a it. A consumer has a utilitarian need. I don't want to use an estate agent. I need to move house. Okay. Don't disagree with you on okay. that. So what they don't want is permanent nurturing. What they want is at the time they're thinking about moving, it should be as easy as possible to find someone that actually wants to help them, not just sign them up. And if someone's using lead gen, they just want to sign you up. I don't disagree with you on that. But if you've been nurturing with good content and good intent, you're going to be called out anyway. And that's not, that is not against what you are suggesting okay. with best agents. Fair enough. So, it is because you're saying good content and good intent doesn't mean that they're going to get a good experience. I can't disagree with you on that. That is the root of the problem. The experience. Yeah. Because surely estate agents have to do what they can to get people into the funnel, but once they're in, they have to offer a good service. And what I'm saying is if they're good enough, if, if their customers experience consistently a better than, or better than expected experience, they won't need to worry about funnel. Let us now move on and talk about, in the last 10, 15 minutes, what your solution is. But it is your solution, and it's how you earn your money. So of course you're going to be passionate about it, but there's nothing wrong with that, because we all have to earn our living, don't we? As do I, and as does everyone watching this. So come on then. At the moment, I'm not earning anything from this. At the moment, this is costing me, like you, it's costing me far more than I'm making. So I'm gambling everything. I am self-funded, bootstrapped, and I'm gambling my entire family's future. No one else's money is being risked on this. I'm assuming 100% of the risk of best agent because that's how much I believe in the benefits that it will bring to some movers and the agents that I'm targeting. And the agents I'm targeting wouldn't care if I was wearing a stupid Mickey Mouse beer hat. They just disregard that. They'd listen to what I'm saying. The agents that I'm targeting are the ones who do care more, or they rank their customers' outcome equally to their own. They are one and the same thing. Fair goes. I like what Those saying. are the agents. Yep. Cut to the chase. I am appealing to cut to, to the chase. Sign up to best agent. And so, if I piss the others off, fair goes. Cut to the chase. What? Does a state does best agent do for the estate agent and the punter, which is the vendor or landlord? I know we've got the buyer as well. Mm. Okay. And in the next couple of years, the buyers are going to be the people the agents want. Okay. So there's three people in this relationship. Yeah. What does best agent? And I don't want a diatribe of, of lots of stuff. I want distilled down. Because one, one of your biggest issues is that you ramble on yeah. and you are your own worst enemy. Which is why I'm not trying to explain it in words. It's a bit like people didn't, didn't understand Uber when it first came out. Like, what? What does it do? Oh, I don't need that. Then, then try, go on then, try me. In order for estate agents to earn a fee, whether it's sales or lettings, 
they need an instruction, they need a client, and they need an applicant. Agree? All transactions are made up of those three things. The only intelligent way to use technology in a state agency is to use it in a way that for certain benefits all three people. So win, win, win. And if it doesn't benefit all three people, it's a waste of time and money. Mm-hmm. Example, the depository. Brilliant. Benefits everyone. That is a win, win, win. Benefits the landlord, benefits the tenant, it benefits the agent. Yeah? That, that is, I mean, it's one of the best pieces of prop tech. Just from its sheer proposition, you know, it's like, whereas most other prop tech is just benefiting the agent. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, that's the principle behind everything best agent does. Okay. Now, best agent, let's talk about the, 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 the uh, perhaps the most controversial part, which is that I've scraped everyone's listings. Okay. Globrix did that. Do you remember Globrix? Mm-hmm. And they minded. And it did so well that Zoopla paid tens of millions of pounds for it and killed it. And why do you think it did that? Why did it kill it? Why did it shut it down rather than make it its flagship site? Because it was a massive threat to the revenue model of Zoopla and the other portals at the time. It was a massive threat. Okay. Now, the clever thing about Globrix was they had more listings than Rightmove. And any national site that doesn't have more listings than Rightmove has no chance, as we've seen. Mm-hmm. repeatedly okay because the consumer couldn't care less about anything right first-time buyers don't care about what well, this where can I find the most property yeah okay which is the only reason right move is where it is today because for all, for all time it's had more listings than anyone else until now okay so which because agents don't have to pay to list their properties right it's free and one of the reasons we can do that is we don't have to pay for data feeds. We don't have to pay for a team of people to manage data feeds. And this benefits the agents for obvious reasons. There's no work for them to do and there's no cost involved they're paying. I mean, in their, in their portal subscriptions, be under no illusion, that's one of the biggest costs that they're covering, okay? Why? The technology exists so that that's not necessary, okay? The second thing is that with the portals charging agents as they do now on a subscription, it makes sense for you as an agent to want to get the maximum value you can out of your very expensive advertising charge. So you will load it up. You will leave properties on there longer than necessary because every extra listing will get you an extra phone call. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now with best agents, it's not that. that's not the case. So we have made it already so that movers and or agents can flag a listing as no, it's not listed. That's, that's no longer available or it's not a real property or whatever reason. So it's going to be a self-clean. So in other words, Unlike the current sites that have got all the problems that they've got, including fish and chip shops and garages and everything else, Best Agent is just available homes. 100% of available homes. We're not targeting investors. We're, we're here to help home movers find their next home more easily. And it's not there yet. It's, it's a huge amount of work to refine it and refine it and get the tech to make it work. But we are going to have a better inventory than any of the other sites for the movers, all right? Because you will not be allowed to list out-of-date properties. We don't list any under-offer stuff. It's only for sale or to let stuff. Okay, keep going. Now, this translates into a better experience. For, and by the way, we, people say we're scraping it and trying to sell agents leads back. No, if you activate your account and put your phone number in, your own phone number in, then movers can call you 
from best agent has no charge. Right? We do not charge for telephone leads. Why? It's your listing. And if all we've done is put your listing somewhere and someone rings you for it, we haven't really added any value. But what we do charge for is if, this is what movers want to do in the new world, some of them, not all of them, and most agents hate this, but some don't, is you can book a viewing online. Now, they'll say, oh yeah, I don't want to let anyone book a viewing online. Of course not, which is why we, unlike the other portals that are, that are motivated to generate as many leads as possible, we don't want them. We only want serious movers. We make them jump through hoops to register with us, and we've got guaranteed correct email and mobile number, and address, and everything else, so we've got it's guaranteed data, basically. And with all the other portals, you're paying for the leads whether you like them or not. And not only are you paying for the leads whether you like them or not, you're then having to spend time following them up. And how many of them don't call you back? You're paying for that? You're paying to have your time wasted by leads that don't call you back. With Best Agent, we will, we will penalise movers that don't respond. Right? If you're, if you're going to waste agents' time, an agent will be able to tell us, unresponsive lead. And that agent, that, that, that mover will get an email warning them, say, you've been told you're unresponsive. If you inquire on the property, please respond, even if it's to say no thank you. But you must respond. Do it again, three, three strikes, and you can no longer make inquiries on, on, on Best Agent. Okay? Viewings, right? If there's a no-show from a viewing, if an applicant doesn't turn up to a viewing that's, that they confirmed an hour earlier by text, th they will not be allowed to book any more viewings. We are going to be as ruthless with time-wasting, bad-behaving movers as we are with gaming, wronging agents who list totally fake properties. We find agents listing actual fake properties. Again, it'll be three strikes, that's it. You're off, you're off the site. Okay? So it's going to be something where everyone is motivated and incentivized to behave better, which is exactly what made Uber and Airbnb so successful. Everyone started to behave better because you're motivated to. Now, because agents aren't paying to be on best agent, we can set the rules. Now, a lot of agents won't like it. It's like, that's okay, you don't have to you just ignore it, right? And, and when we send the leads, and what do you call a lead? A viewing or a, or a, either. Or a vendor lead? It can be an applicant, a viewing lead or a vendor lead. So do or, I pay for a viewing lead? No, uh, if you want it. So what happens is it comes through to you and you've got a viewing request on this property. Here are all their details except their contact information. Right? Here's the whole, all their information they put in, their reason for moving, where they're currently living, their current situation, everything, right? I, all the rest of it, right? And they want to view this property and the lead costs X. And the, and the, the price of the lead is, is calculated directly from the value of the property. So what would a typical... Okay, I mean... Three quid, four quid? For a viewing. I mean, yeah. Now, up until 2022, people, agents didn't need viewings, but if the market's going to change to a buyer's market, would it yeah. tell me what position they're in? Yes, of course. Absolutely. And will it tell me whether they're local or not? Yes, of course. Yeah. So it will say, well, I've got a local person with a house to sell, I wanted to view You'll this house. You'll see their postcode. Partial. Where they currently live. Yeah, partial. partial postcode of where they live. And what we're going to be doing, and what I'm doing with my Moving Home with Charlie, is I'm constantly educating my audience that the more proceedable you show yourself to be, the more favourable response you're going to get from agents. Okay, so you're getting quality leads coming through, which are viewing leads, which mm -hmm. again, I think, which is badly in the state agency industry that we, we, we need to define what a lead is, mm -hmm. and there are buyer leads and there are seller leads. So it will tell me, will it tell me if they are got a home to sell? Or whether yeah. they... If they've chosen to put that in, yes. So they, could, they, they have to fill out the current situation. And again, if the agent comes back to us and says, that's a bad lead, we'll give money back, right? If an agent comes back and says, they lied, refund. So it's going to cost me 
two, three, four quid. Yeah. Depending on for a for a buyer lead, and I know I don't know their name, but I know their first part of their postcode, and they've whether had to jump through hoops. Current situation, whether they've got a mortgage in principle, all those things. So we're not selling a lead. What we're if, selling a viewing? What if someone has actually gone through Rightmove and made the same viewing lead? We'd still charge it because they're getting a viewing from best agent. Okay, fair guess. What about a seller lead? So that's completely different, right? And this is where it's really, really important. This is where we are now sidestepping the, com the commercial buying power of large corporations and sidestepping all the lead gen trickery. Because it just comes out, I've actually got one that came through this morning, a video of an agent. I'll send, after this, I'll show it to you, right? So the imagine the tip, this, this is not for all vendors. It's for typically first-time sellers who are comfortable using doing stuff online, who do not have time, and even if they did, don't actually like the idea of having to ring around estate agents. Now, we've done this, but I mean, if you try and ring around 10 estate agents, it's a nightmare. Mm -hmm. Like, the very first experience of like, geez, this is terrible, right? If they answer the phone, which only half of them do, the person I'm talking to can't help me. I have to get someone to call me back, and guess what? They don't. It, you know, the number one complaint from first-time buyers is first-time sellers. Yes, yes, first-time sellers. Um, so the way it works is this, right? So the seller goes, "I'm a seller or a landlord, right? I, I need to sell or let my home. I don't know." And, and the only reason they use us is because they don't know who they're going to use. They don't want. They, 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 they've got no experience, they've got no prior. So I've, got, I've got no idea what agent to use, right? What I want to know is which of my local agents are keenest for my business. Fair goes. Okay. So the 20 geographically closest agent offices or, or registered agent addresses are simultaneously sent. In fact, if you've got an active back office account, you get this lead faster. If you don't, you've got to activate the account. To get it, you still get the lead, but you've then got to go through one more hoop. So it's okay. why it's worth agents having their account set up because it's free to receive this lead and to respond to it. Okay, 20 agents get it and they can respond with one click and go, I'd be happy to talk to that customer. One click and it's done. And what that does is it tells the vendor that that agent would be, would be very happy to talk to them. And what the agent is saying is they'll schedule a video call or schedule an appointment. Uh, and we've got video calling built in to best agent so that that vendor can have a video call with the agent without any contact details having to be shared. So the vendor gets to retain their privacy, which means that they're not going to get nurtured to death by 20 agents. The vendor has... And is this working? Has, yeah, yeah. It's been working okay. for a while. So why isn't people talking about it? Why aren't you getting agents raving about this on social media? For the same reason... Well, two reasons. For the same reason that no one talked about my CRM system that was life-changingly good. And secondly, because they're so overwhelmed with multiple lead gen leads and too many low quality leads that we're getting just not even responding. Again, th these are good leads, right? These are not, I want a valuation. These are not book a free val. This is, I want to sell my house now. I want to let my house now. So one of the things that they have to put in is, how soon do you want your house in the market? Immediately, two weeks, one month, three months, six months, 12 months. Because, now, why have we done all of that? Because some agents will be very happy to talk to them, even if it's 12 months, because perhaps it's a £2 million house. Okay. And some they might, agents might are, nurture them. This ah! work. Yeah. No, but the point is, that's okay, because at this point, the vendor is saying, I now want to talk to agents. Okay. Yeah. It's the vendor in control. The customer wants to be in control. So, out of those 20, and, and it, like, because in that vendor's area, 
The best agent for that person may not be the best agent for someone else, right? For that particular property and that particular style of customer, there'll be a better click with a different agent each time. So, so you're creating a video call between the estate agent. So can the estate agent pre-record something and send it if the vendor wants that? Yes. And so that's exactly what they're all invited to do. So click to, to respond and say you would like to talk to the vendor number one. And number two, if you want, you can also send a pre-recorded private message. How long does that last? 45 seconds. It's not long? Nope. It's just like, hi, I'm Charlie. I'd love to talk to you about house. I hope to hear from you. And what and it do does... And do many, out of the leads, do many estate agents reply to the video message? Do, do many agents reply with a video message? Yes. Not very many, no. Do you think they should? I know that they should because actually the vendors only bother with the ones that send the video message. Are you saying that the ones, we, so therefore you should be telling your 500 agents that are on best agent, if you use the video function, your, your leads will go. Yeah, you've got a much higher chance because what happens at a human level is the vendor gets to see who is a human being that I'm considering inviting into my home. Final thoughts on best agent because I know you could rattle on for hours on this one. Okay. So, we want to radically reform the online national property site experience for, for both movers and agents to make it fairer for both and easier for both and to cut out time wasters for everyone, okay? It's not for everybody, but for the people that like it and the growing cohort of movers that like that and, and the growing number of younger agents that like that, it's for them. And I'm not pitching it to the old agents. If this doesn't sound like your cup of tea, hey, don't worry. I'm trying to help movers avoid you. Okay, um, on most importantly, on choosing an agent, we're trying to make that completely level playing field again. Bring it back to who are the agents locally I'm considering? Which ones want my business the most? Who am I most comfortable inviting into my home? And the agents only pay if instructed. How much do they pay? 20 quid per 100 grand of asking price at the moment. So 50 quid for a quarter million quid house. If instructed, not if sold, it's not pay on exchange. If you don't know you can sell that listing, don't take it. I don't want you to list the property if you're not really confident you can sell it. And it's amazing. We've had agents react both ways. Some of them have gone, this is amazing value for money. Thank you very much. Here's your money. Right? And sometimes, you know, it's for, for central London stuff, we're getting hundreds of pounds for that instruction. Never once have we had an agent go, oh, I don't want to pay that. Like, that was brilliant, thank you. Cheapest instruction you've had. But the ones that go, oh, I don't want to pay this. Well, you're exactly the kind of agent you want to avoid. So it's brilliant that you don't want to buy the instruction. <laughs> don't have it. Yeah. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. Um, it's a fairer future for agents. So at the moment, the whole industry is headed down a road where right move is the king. Okay? And, and, and no one else has tried to go anywhere else, and everyone that does dies. I'm here to offer agents a parallel alternative. Not So, so just, an, it's... No one, to my knowledge, no one else is offering a different future for the industry. I've got one, and it costs you nothing and risks nothing for you to just try it. And by trying it, just engage, set up, activate your account with Best Agent, your property's already in there, and respond and leads come through, even if it's to reject them. That's all you have to do. Um, and behind that, we've then got the supplier marketplace, which will allow highly valued uh, prop tech suppliers to connect their products into agents' back office. We've got the CRM system, which is... Yeah, I've done it three times. I know what I'm doing with CRMs. And we've had agents using that for five years now. It, it, it's very good. Um, and then beyond that, we've then got uh, the ability for individual agents to keep their own personal profile going, even when they change jobs. So a personal profile with agents that hopefully eventually one day sees them setting up on their own.
Charlie, thank you for your time today. Um, we said at the start, are you a maverick or are you must much maligned and misunderstood? Um, I think you're all three. Um, I think the product is great. I do hope that you follow through. You are your own worst enemy and best advocate. But as my wife said when listening to your videos, the guy makes sense. And my message to you, boys and girls in the state agency, is look past the clickbait titles. That's the invest a couple of hours of time looking at what Charlie's got to do. It might not be for you, but it could be. Thank you, Charlie. Thank you, Chris. Thanks very much. Thank <laughs> you.